And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, July 1st. Yep, half the year over. It's amazing. Just incredible. A warp time. Did it go by quickly for you, Mark, or not? Oh, that's so funny. Mark said it always goes by quickly because he's always, we work a lot in advance. So we put a lot of interviews in the can. We do introductions in the can. And that like Mark basically always thinks it's like four to six weeks beyond where we are currently on the calendar. It's like when you worked in um, London, when we, Mark and I both worked in London at different times. And when I worked at London and I go into the CBS News Bureau in London, they have all the clocks set to New York time. I found that to be really weird. Didn't you feel like your clock was always off there? Mark says he didn't look. I don't know. I looked and it was not good. Had a great time. Don't get me wrong. It was fantastic and love my colleagues in London. So anyway, it is July 1st. Half the year's over. You're going to start getting investment statements for the second quarter of the year. That might nudge you into thinking about your financial life. I don't really care what does it. I'm just happy to have you be nudged. So if you've got a financial question, send us an email, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. If you are on our website, if you're on jillonmoney.com, hit the contact button and we would be delighted to chat with you. And don't forget to tell us if you come on the air live. We like that. Okay. Here is a note from David who says, I love your podcast and I enjoyed your book, The Dumb Things Smart People Do With Their Money. I've read it twice. Oh, that's so cute. It's one of my go-to books for investment advice. Okay, my son just recently graduated from university. He's going to be starting work in August. His salary will be 167 grand. How about that, Mark? He's going to be living in New York. Taxes are going to be ruthless. Yes, but he will be living in the center of the universe. That was my editorial. He has no debt. He's renting an apartment with a college roommate and it will cost him 2200 bucks a month. Mm, must not be very nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's cheap. That's cheap for New York. He's got three grand in cash and an additional $7,000 spread out in some individual stocks. As you previously recommended, he plans to max out his 401k Roth. And I believe his company will match up to a certain amount. 
his modified adjusted gross income will be too high to invest in a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. I believe that for a single filer, no deduction is available for incomes greater than 76 grand for 2021. Okay, as you've advised, I've coached him to start building his emergency cash reserve fund, six to 12 months. Where else can he invest his remaining money? In individual stocks, ETFs, mutual funds? As always, thanks for everything you do to help out investors. David, okay, David. So he's gonna max out his 401k through work, he's going to use the Roth and that is going to give him $19,500. Okay. Any money after that? Yes. First of all, the emergency reserve fund for sure. But then he's got this individual stock account. All he needs to do is start building a core investment portfolio that really roots that actual account, meaning that it should be index funds, And it could be ETFs. It doesn't really matter to me because they're, you know, interchangeable to me. You know, so index funds or index exchange traded funds. And it should be, he should pick four different funds and then he should start working his way into building that up. So basically we want, you know, as I think of it as like the essential aspects would be a stock market index, a U.S. stock market index, an international index, a bond index, And if he wants to use an extended market fund, that will bring him small caps in the U.S. If he wants, if he wants to just use an S&P 500, then that would give him, maybe he should add a small cap fund. After that, he might want to add a little REIT in there, maybe a commodity fund, but those first four are kind of the core, right? And he should get some sort of critical mass in doing that. If he doesn't want to do the, doesn't want to work that hard and do the index funds, he can always choose a robo-advisor. It would be really easy for him to do that. I don't know where those stocks are held, but it may be that he could use that platform and get some advice as well. So you're right. You're right on and sounds all good to me. 167,000 mark, job one. Okay, this is from Bill who says uh, he follows me and Ed Slot and tries uh, and picks up retirement and spending and savings strategy. I just turned 70 years old and he's delayed claiming social security until this past April. The last four years, I've been converting my money from an IRA to a Roth, and I'm trying to take advantage of the low income tax rates. I believe doing so will benefit me by lowering my required minimum distributions in a couple of years. Absolutely. That's the Ed Slot way. All right. So I retired three years ago. My wife has a pension. I have a smaller pension, and we added dividends from the IRA to our monthly income so I could delay Social Security until 70. Now that I'm receiving Social Security, we've got all of our monthly expenses covered by Social Security and the two pensions with money left over. How about that, Mark? One question. Should I try to convert the entire IRA to a Roth in the next couple of years so that I don't have any required minimum distributions? The Roth is doing very well in an aggressive account, and if the market goes down, we could ride out the dip. He's also got a variable annuity. It guarantees a 3% return. It's worth $200,000 and um, he put in $126,000. So he's got some tax liability there. May inherit some money in the near future. Thought we could add to that annuity. No, 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 no. No adding to that annuity. No, definitely not. Don't do that. Just because there's new fees and it starts the clock ticking. If anything, the only thing I might do with that, that annuity 
maybe I would annuitize it and just, you know, get out of it. Um, I presume it's taxable. So there's, that's the problem, but maybe you just want to dribble it out that way. Last question, total retirement savings. Here's the totals here. Ready? My IRA, my Roth, my wife's IRA and the annuity, basically $900,000. Everything's covered for their income needs. And uh, so he says, can we make withdrawals from our retirement savings use using the 4% rule and feel comfortable that we're not going to run out of money in our retirement? Should we pull out three? Why are you pulling money out at all? I don't understand this. I think it's just that he wants to know that he can pull money out, but I thought your needs are covered. If your needs are covered, then pull out when you need money, but don't, you don't have to pull out money every single, you don't have to make it a withdrawal rate. You can just let it go. I don't know. I, I don't see a problem. I wouldn't, you know what? Use your RMDs and that'll be the money you pull out of the accounts. What do you think of that as a, as a game plan? Your different mindset should be you're, you're totally covered and take money out when you need it. We don't want you to soak up all your liquidity doing the conversion. And, you know, in general, there's no reason to use a 4% withdrawal rate. I mean, you could use a 2% withdrawal rate and, and, and you, your money is actually just there growing for you. I don't know. It doesn't seem... And it's very funny because I don't think you really need the money. So then it's a, it sort of feels like a moot question. All right. Kate says, good afternoon, Jill. Hope all's well. I listen to you every morning on my way to work and I appreciate you being able to break down finances in a way I can comprehend. Boom. That's what we're trying to do here. Okay. I was able to take advantage of the crazy housing market. I sold my place after six years and I walked away with a check for $94,000 paid off my student loans. I don't have any credit card debt. And now at age 40, I'm looking to rent for one to two years with my boyfriend before we buy a place of our own. I have $50,000 invested in the stock market. Not part of that 94,000, 21,000 in savings. I contribute to my 401k. I've got a steady job that which pays $50,000 a year. My question, I understand that I will likely be taxed within one to two years on my capital gains from the house sale. What's the best, smartest way to get the most out of my proceeds? I don't plan on touching the money. I was planning on placing it in my savings account at a credit union. Should I explore money market mutual funds or other available options? Any help advice would be greatly appreciated. Well, first of all, you're renting for one to two years, which means I presume that some of this money, this 94 grand, you're going to need to for the down payment for the new home. And if one year, then you just stick with whatever is super boring, like your credit union. And you can always go to depositaccounts.com and check out other money markets or savings accounts. You can check that out. You know, if that's the case, you're going to be taxed on the interest. If you invest any part of that money and it grows then, and then you were going to sell it, you'd, you would then be subject to the appreciation. However, I really don't think you should be taking too much risk for whatever part of the money you think you're going to be needing for your new home purchase. So that means keep it simple and cash or cash equivalents, very boring. Okay. Now, she's not going to pay capital gains on the house sale. She's owned the house for six years, so there will be no capital gains on the house. So you don't have to actually pay any tax on the money you made from the house. I thought you were talking about the t- what you would have to pay on the accumulation after the sale of the house. So yeah, that's a beautiful thing about the tax code. If you're single and you earned less than $250,000 from the sale of your house, no tax due on that. So I don't think there's any tax due at all. Next up is Michael, who's got a question about an inherited IRA. Greetings to you, Jill and Mark. I'm a new listener at the recommendation of my boss, and I'm so glad I found you both. 
Oh, Mark, we love Michael's boss and Michael now. You are part of the family. Michael writes, my mother died this past March and I find myself um, inheriting half of her IRA. My sister got the other half. I've got so many questions. How do I invest? Does my portfolio have too much risk? Not enough safety net, but I'm going to limit it to just one question. I'm 55 years old and I will work another 10 years to increase my 401k value. It's currently worth about $680,000 and my pension. I also know the new rules in with inherited IRAs mean that I must withdraw the total amount from the inherited IRA. This is true if you're not the spouse. Okay, gang, got to do that within 10 years. Good. Okay. So Michael thinks he's going to take out 55 grand a year. Total in the account is $530,000, almost all stocks. My question is around my current liabilities. Hmm. I went through a bankruptcy back in 2012, about halfway through the five-year chapter 13. I had to convert to a chapter seven due to increased medical expenses in 2014. I've been debt-free ever since, except my mortgage. I was able to keep my house during the bankruptcy. I was offered a loan modification, a 40-year loan with deferred balance, which means I still have over 30 years to go. I have an escrow account that covers property taxes and home in, homeowners insurance. Monthly payment, uh, including escrow, is let's call it eight hundred seventy-five bucks a month. You know, he's got a, a principal balance of about one hundred fifty-seven thousand, and then a deferred balance, and the interest rate's pretty high. I don't have a lot of deductions when I file taxes. I typically use the standard. Does it make sense to keep paying interest on the loan, even though property taxes and interest don't seem to come into play when I file my taxes? Or should I use some of the inherited IRA, maybe over a three-year period to pay off the house and reduce my monthly expenses? Respectfully, Michael. Um, Michael, because the interest rate on this house is so high, 4.625%, I think this might be a good idea, but I'd like to ask a couple of other questions. And that is, you say you've got this nice 401k with a big fat safety net. Do you have the more boring six to 12 months of expenses that's in the bank? That's first. So maybe what I would do first and foremost is for year one of my $55,000 that you're going to take out, make that just be your cash account and let it be. And then I think in some subsequent years, um, you can start whittling down the the loan because again, like the interest doesn't really help you out and 4.625% is a lot higher interest rate than you probably are going to get by investing. So I think it's a good idea, but I think number one, I want you to have an emergency reserve fund. You're probably going to really like that a lot because you ha- it sounds like you've gone through pretty hard times. So emergency reserve fund first, and then let's start paying down that loan and a little bit at a time. Don't go crazy. You know, if you find yourself again in a place where your income drops down for a particular year, for some reason, you could take a little bit more money out. I mean, depending on how much you earn, you know, you could do more than 55,000. For example, if I'm just going to make this up, if I were you, and let's say that I was earning a hundred grand a year, and you could take out fifty five thousand dollars, and you're still going to be taxed at the twenty four percent bracket, maybe I would take out sixty five thousand and stay at that twenty four. I would take out as much money as I could to stay in my bracket, and 
And I think that's probably going to be for you if you're single 24%. And that means you can take up to $164,925 and not worry about it. You're going to get taxed at that 24% bracket. And then I would have the emergency reserve fund pay down the debt. That's where I go with that. Mark, do you have a different idea? Yeah. I mean, you really have to, it is, Mark's right. It's found money and, um, and it's sad why you get it, but let's use it to the best of your ability and make sure you don't squander this opportunity. Okay. All right. That is it. That is the show. The first day of July. And, uh, I know everyone's looking forward to a long weekend. I am too. I'm taking all next week off. Can't wait. Uh, if you've got a financial question, we'd love to hear from you, whether it's vacation week or not, we are always there. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. If you're on the website, JillOnMoney.com, hit the contact button and we will receive that. Try to lift somebody up today and please remember to practice our mantra of 2021, grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.